It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, ends yes. touchdown, did get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. How you doing? It's a Tuesday. Yeah, doing pretty good. I mean, there's a lot going on. The start of the NBA season, the stat that blew our minds, our player of the week. Now, we may have been a little bit off on our Mountain West <laughs> preseason polls, but we will have a preseason poll today. It's our own preseason poll. Uh, the official preseason poll actually comes out tomorrow with uh, Utah State involved with Mountain West Media Days on Thursday, just how the it's going to work out for the Mountain West Conference for men's basketball. But we'll give our own previews for the upcoming season. Uh, talking about previews for the upcoming NBA season as well. Kind of like what we did at the start of the NFL season. Who are the real contenders? Who are the pretenders? Maybe who are the dark horse teams to be mindful of and love to get your your thoughts and reactions to that as well 435-339-0321 um a couple other announcements just some uh, programming notes on thursday we won't have much of a show um jason is you're going to be down in draper at juan diego high school calling some play-by-play for us here on the fan yeah, a couple of really exciting games. Mountain Crest taking on Green Canyon, then Skyview taking on Snow Canyon. So a couple of Canyon schools <laughs> showing up uh, at the uh, the 4A semifinals. So be calling both of those. I think when the show comes on, I guess, or when the show is supposed to come on, it'll be toward the end of the first game, the Mountain Crest uh, Green Canyon, because I think that one starts at 3. Yes. And then the next one is scheduled to start at 530 Maybe we'll see. I'd plan a little closer to six. Um, these things, when they schedule them back-to-back, they never <laughs> start. The second and third ones, or however many there are, never start on time. Yeah, so I will do some fill-in in between because uh, there will be some updates to discuss. Um, but, um, you know, Wednesday will be the first night for the Utah Jazz. That's when they will open their season. So Thursday will be the first chance for us to react to that and to um, uh, update the latest in Major League Baseball playoffs. But yeah, you'll be doing the first game at 3 and then the second game around 5.30. Yeah, like I said, planned a little closer for 6. But yeah, there will be a bit of a break because they have like a mandatory I think it's a half hour. that They have a certain amount of time for each sport. I think it might be different, but Right, you need time for the one team to get off and, and time for the other team to get out there and do some warm-ups and become familiar with the field. Yeah, and luckily the it's easier to pull off this gap when it's the semifinals. When you're having like multiple championship games lined up, uh, like when they're doing like the, the basketball ones, they tend to they have like back-to-back championship games. Those ones never get anywhere <laughs> close to starting on time. 
because you have like 30 minutes of championship celebration on the court. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so the championship game will have that too. Uh, you're going to go down to uh, Harriman, the Zions Bank Stadium, and you'll be there for the championship game, which will be at 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah, and we're, we're guaranteed to have a Region 11 team in there, mostly by the fact there's two Region 11 teams in one of the semifinals. But it's entirely possible that we end up with an all-Region 11 championship game. Although it feels less likely, considering Skyview's the seven seed, but they just got done defeating the two seed, and they're facing the three seed in this game. So yeah, we'll see if the magic's still there for Skyview. So we'll have all three of those games, the two semifinal games on Thursday and the championship game on Saturday here on The Fan. And then another programming note, um, we have uh, learned now, of, uh, 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 we've got conf- confirmation of all of the kick times for the Region 11-involved football games on Friday. So let's see if we can roll through this properly. We've got the um, that starts off with the Skyview game hosting Hurricane at 3 o'clock. So that will interrupt our show here on The Fan. But that will be here on uh, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Skyview hosting Hurricane at 3. Logan at Cedar. That'll be at 4 on KVNU. Ridgeline hosting Pineview. That'll be at 5 on 104.5 The Ranch. Green Canyon at Snow Canyon. That'll be at 6 on 100.9 Light FM. And then Mountain Crest hosting Bear River. That'll be at 7. So we've got kick times at 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And multiple ways to follow that last one. It's a rematch of a game that just happened like two weeks ago in Hiram between the same two teams. And that'll be a 107.7 KLZX, 104.9 The Ranch in Box Shoulder County, and video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. So a very busy Saturday with kick times happening Every hour, <laughs> all afternoon. So that'll be uh, kind of a fun and crazy Friday, and uh, to see who advances the following week, because uh, the highest seeded teams will get to host again on October 28th, unless they have to face Crimson Cliffs, Desert Hills, or Dixie. So whomever wins Mountain Crest and Bear River, they're going on the road. They're going to go down to Dixie. Um, and um, Skyview, if they win, they're going to Desert Hills. Uh, if Ridgeline wins, they could stay home and uh, host the winner of Snow Canyon and Green Canyon. Uh, and if Logan pulls off the upset, they have to go back down to Southern Utah the following week to take on Crimson Cliffs. So that's kind of the way that the uh, Region 11 playoff bracket is playing out. Uh, by the way, I just want to get this note out real quickly. There are a few times when we might invite you to change your radio dial. And today could be one of those days. <laughs> um, learned this earlier today, and uh, this will be happening here shortly. But to Hall of Fame broadcaster Al Lewis, he's in the Utah Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Um, he's our friend, he's our co worker, longtime professional. This year marks his 50th year 
of doing radio on KVNU. It's unheard of. It's not unheard of to have somebody in this industry for that long, but it really is unheard of that somebody has been in this industry for that long on the same station. I mean, it's it's incredibly rare. And coming up here in just a few minutes on KVNU, Al Lewis is having the tables turned on him. Usually he's the guy doing the interviews, but today he is the one being interviewed. He is going to be on KVNU's For the People, starting here in just a few minutes. Uh, and they're going to talk to him about his 50-year broadcasting career on KVNU. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to go walk over there into the studio. I mean, he's just to our left here. Or my left, you're right. I know. I'm like, can I? It's like I can just see him can over I just there. mail this in and go next door? <laughs> Put on like a commercial break. All right, guys. Because I got a, a, a message earlier today saying, hey, you know, just a reminder, this is happening today. If any, you know, alumni or current employees just want to share a memory or ask Al a question, I'm like, well, that's it. It's happening right when I'm on the air. I can't just. <laughs> anyway, so if, uh, you know, longtime voice of the Aggies and uh, the, the friendly voice is there every morning on KVNU um, and uh, definitely a professional at what he does and deserves to be celebrated for 50 years of broadcast excellence. So uh, one of the few times where we might invite you to change your radio dial. But if that's not your thing, great. Stick with us. We're still <laughs> going to talk about some stuff. Uh, besides Utah Jazz and the NBA upcoming season, Mountain West Conference men's basketball will predict uh, that poll. Stat that blew our minds or player of the week. Uh, if you want to weigh in on any of those, feel free to chime in on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. And, uh, and, and let us know how you feel about some of these these topics, um, and um, and we'll continue to, to look at Utah State and Wyoming for sure. That's definitely part of the uh, discussion today and uh, over the next uh, couple of days. Hearing more comments from Coach Anderson uh, and uh, Wade Meacham, Daniel Grishik uh, about uh, Wyoming and getting ready for that matchup against the Cowboys and Bridger's Rifle. I, I, I found it kind of funny when, when Coach Anderson was asked about the trophy. And, um, you know, it's a trophy game. I like trophy games. I think they're fun. It adds another layer to a little rivalry. And uh, Coach Anderson was asked about Bridger's Rifle. It's, you know, kind of a newer thing, but it's been, it's been kind of fun to have and a uh, you know, connection between the two schools. And uh, when he was asked about, you know, what his thoughts are about the trophy, this is what he had to say. Yeah, the trophy, I'll be truthful. I, I don't know a lot about it. I, I know I watched those guys carry it off the field last year, and that was enough to piss me off. So um, I, I just want to play good ball. And it's a conference game, and it matters. So it, it really wouldn't matter who was on the other sideline. It's going to be Wyoming, which brings about one of the best coaches in college ball, brings about a physical, nasty style of football. And if we get to carry the rifle away, so be it. But, but we just need to win. We need to stay in control of our own destiny. And the only way to do that is keep winning, and that means going on the road. Wind will be blowing 30 miles an hour. It'll probably be pretty cold, and who knows who will be playing for us. we got to find a way. Uh, the trophy would be, uh, would be a great consolation prize, but it has nothing to do with our conversation this week. <laughs> he, he doesn't care about the trophy. Yeah, he started off being kind of like, oh, it's nice. And then by the end, he was like, no, the trophy sucks. I'm going to spit on it and throw it out the window <laughs> as we drive home. 
Like that's almost it almost like sounded like he hated the trophy by the end and was getting mad that somebody would ask him about it, which I was uh, that's not what his intention was. <laughs> no. He's just trying to emphasize his look, focus is on the game. It's just like, hey, it's a cool trophy, but we're focusing on the game. So I just looked up the weather forecast for Saturday and right now it looks like wind. <laughs> definitely wind, in the yes. forecast. Wyoming. <laughs> High of sixty four on Saturday, so not bad. Before the weather really turns on Sunday and gets and starts to get a lot colder, so well, thankfully the, the Aggies get there before that it gets really. I say what what's the nasty. overnight temperature? Because like kickoffs like seven forty five. I want to say. Well, that's true. So the yeah, that's true. The highest is sixty four, but it's going to start dropping, and uh, the overnight low for Sunday is twenty seven. So. <laughs> If that team gets going, it's probably going to cool off significantly. It, it's probably going to spend most of the time in the 40s and dip into the 30s by the end. Yeah, that's going to... It'll be... yeah. And with the wind, with the that, wind, that makes it not so nice. No. No. So, yeah. Uh, this, is, um, this is always a challenging matchup for Utah State. Uh, especially, we've seen some cold wind games there that are really tough. For the Aggies, especially if it's all on uh, in different iterations, when we've seen Utah State have good passing teams, that's disrupted them a little bit. When they've had a stronger running attack, not so much. Um, but with questions about who the quarterback's going to be this week for Utah State, we do know the offensive line is there, the running back is there. That's got to be a big emphasis for Utah State at Wyoming this Saturday. Yeah, so it'll be nice that. You know, the offense will be more dependent on the run game in some ways where you mentioned the weather could impact Utah State. Remember Jordan Love, one of the things I remember Jordan Love being is a terrible bad weather quarterback. Yes. He could not handle bad weather uh, very well at all. And that's part of why the Wyoming game in 2018 was a struggle for him. Um, and there are other examples as well. But, you know, if you can run well, you can win in any weather. And so that's yeah. what we're going to hope. And that's why it said kind of yesterday, like, if Utah State runs the, ball, runs the ball well against Wyoming, they can, maybe they should win, depending on how their defense does. If they can't run the ball well, doesn't matter if it's 65, zero-mile-an-hour wins and, you know, perfect weather. They won't win anyway. Uh, it's tough to deal against that Wyoming defensive front. Uh, they're physical. They're aggressive. Uh, it's good that Utah State went up against something similar this just last week against Colorado State, but these guys are going to be tougher uh, at uh, at Wyoming. But here's what Anderson had to say about that defensive front from those Cowboys. You know, I, I think they fall right in with what we just saw. I, I have a lot of a lot of respect for the pass rush you can get from Colorado State. Uh, we saw this last year against Wyoming. We saw it against San Jose as well and Boise. There's a lot of really good defensive fronts. This one is no different. They are they are willing to play man coverage and let their front get after you. And it showed up in last year's game. We did not really ever get rhythm rhythm on the offensive side of the ball. We struggled all night. Uh, and, and what I see on tape is the same thing. Uh, they'll let their guys get upfield, let them chase the quarterback. They play with tremendous effort, and and they're willing to play man coverage and bring the extra guy or two which can generate tons of problems for you if you're not ready for it. Yeah, Wyoming's giving up about 147 yards a game on the ground uh, so far this season, while Utah State is running the ball for about 173. 
So Aggies need to be they still need to be at their average, I believe, to or maybe even a little bit more, which is going to be a tall order against this Wyoming team just because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. Yeah, you definitely got to be brushing up on that 200-yard mark as far as rushing. Um, at least to win comfortably, unless it's a super low-scoring game. You know, how the defense plays is going to change a lot of, you know, the requirements of the offense, as it usually does. Uh, if the defense can generate some turnovers um, in some, you know, short fields for Utah State, maybe the raw yardage won't matter as much. But if we're just looking at a normal game, roughly equal turnovers, then, you know, running game's got to produce closer to 200. And maybe get Calvin Tyler a touchdown for once. He has like one touchdown <laughs> in seven games. He's run for like 600 yards. There's a short list of running backs who have, you know, gotten 600 plus yards in seven games and only got one touchdown. It's just weird. It is weird. Uh, <laughs> as successful as he's been carrying the rock this year, especially with the last three games, he's only got one touchdown to show for it. Is uh, pretty remarkable um, and uh, kind of surprising, to say the least. Yeah, it's like the opposite of what the Patriots used to do, where they'd always run at the goal line. Everybody else always passed. Utah State, for some reason, just only passes. Of course, a lot of times our touchdowns are coming outside the red zone anyway, and so they're usually passes. So it, it is just it's, – it's not really indicative of anything about Utah State's offense. It's just weird that they have one rushing touchdown from uh, the running back, and I don't know if anybody on the team has more than one rushing touchdown. I think Cooper's got one. Oh, Cooper might have two. I think uh, Cooper actually has two, and then Davenport has one. So Utah State leads the conference in passing touchdowns. Uh, they have 11. Well, they're, they're tied with UNLV. They have 11 each. But when you look at rushing touchdowns, now where did that go? <laughs> I thought I had it right in front of me. It went uh, away. It uh, went away. It's around here somewhere. Rushing touchdowns. Utah State's near the bottom. They only have five. But Wyoming only has five rushing touchdowns on the year. Andrew Peasley has nine passing touchdowns, I believe, for him. So they're only a little behind uh, Utah State, so I guess they're down a couple of touchdowns, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, they're not far behind Utah State. Yeah, Utah State, or Wyoming's offense hasn't been super prolific. I think they average less than 300 yards per game as an offense, which is not very good. Total offense, yeah, 297. Utah State at 368. Yeah. And actually, Utah State has um, a, a better rushing offense than them on average. As we said earlier, 173. Wyoming's at 150. So there are some things with Wyoming offensively that are really pretty average. But the difference is that they're, they're tough and they're stout defensively. They're one of the tops in the conference in takeaways, um, in uh, in interceptions. Uh, they've got that strong defensive front. So there are a lot of challenges with Wyoming, and it's mostly because of what they do defensively. Yeah, and that's what's caused problems for Utah State in the past. Again, in 2018, in last year, obviously there were some problems in getting gashed in the run game uh, on Utah State's defense, but... On the flip side, Utah State's offense wasn't doing anything anyway. You know, they only scored 17 points. So 
We'll have to see if the offensive line steps up to the challenge. They've played a lot better the last few weeks, but we really need to see them step up against a really big challenge with this Wyoming defensive front. Uh, actually, uh, Wade Meacham talked a little bit about that, how that uh, Colorado State team may have helped prepare the Aggies a little better uh, for this, uh, what they're going to face on Saturday against the, the uh, Wyoming Cowboys. I think it did a good job of prepare, preparing us for, for this upcoming game. I mean, you know, all week, this last week, Coach was telling us that you know, this is going to be one of the tougher defenses in the conference that we see, you know, in, in Colorado State. And it was, it was a tough defense. You know, our offensive line in weeks past has struggled with, you know, picking up twist games. And so that was a big challenge for us this week. And, you know, we started off a little a little rusty with it in the game, but we're able to make some adjustments and and clean it up a lot. So that's similar to what we're expecting from Wyoming, and hopefully that does a good job of preparing us. We can just take another step to clean it up even more. Yeah, it's got to be big. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be Davenport, if uh, Levi Williams' ankle's not good enough to go, strong enough to protect himself in the pocket. If Cooper Lega has not, you know, come through concussion protocol, you had a true freshman there whose first reps with your first team came just this week. I mean, that running game has to be really strong. But at the same time, uh, the Aggies still have to throw the ball so that they don't become one-dimensional. Otherwise, Wyoming's just going to pin their ears back and just keep coming after and uh, make it really tough for Calvin Tyler or whomever else tries to run the ball. Yeah, and that is a risk. And at that point, it's going to come down to how well can they execute play action. Because um, in the last few weeks, we've really seen play action passes be successful. And they've, they've played off really well. And now that the run game is going, teams have to respect it. You know, it makes play action all the more effective. And they're able to take shots down the field. They're able to open passing lanes Um you know, all over the field. So it's just making things a little bit easier. And so we'll have to see if Davenport can, if he's the one, if he can execute those. Cooper Lega has been great at play action his whole career. Like his numbers are almost, they make his numbers on non-play action look bad. Um, so Lega has done well. So if he ends up playing, I think he'll be able to take advantage of that just fine. And as far as Levi and Davenport, it's just a matter of can they complete the passes? Can they be accurate enough? They've both got decent arms, but there's some inaccuracies that we see out of both of these guys. So they need to be able to complete just enough passes to take advantage uh, of Wyoming, or you know, in this case it would be Wyoming, taking advantage of, or trying to take advantage of you know, a run-based offense. If they're stacking the box, try and take advantage of Wyoming's aggressiveness. You know, Bishop, he only completed three passes, but that was enough. He did what he needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi, what he was doing, I mean, he went like two of nine. He wasn't getting it done. So it was almost better when Davenport came in because he did a, at least enough things. And so we just need to see if it's not Cooper, we just need whoever's in there to complete enough passes to keep Wyoming honest. Right. Big responsibility on those wide receivers to work extra hard to get open, create separation, make it easy on their freshman quarterback. Uh, more on that. Let's continue to get your thoughts, your reactions, uh, previewing uh, Utah State at Wyoming, the battle for Bridger's rifle. 
435-339-0321. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Attention business owners, did COVID negatively impact your business, shutdown, supply chain issues, or other government mandates that changed your operation? Even if your business made money during the pandemic, you might qualify for the employee retention credit. Let us help your company receive a payroll tax refund authorized by the federal government CARES Act. Tax and payroll specialists will help maximize your refund amount with no out-of-pocket costs. Timing is critical. Call today, 435-213-3200, or go to ercgonow.com, ercgonow.com. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's can help. As the weather turns colder, your car needs more babying and an oil change is easy. They'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing, you can stay in your car while their trained professionals service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main, open seven days a week. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is open seven days a week. 695 North Main in Logan. Quick, clean, easy. How it should be when it comes to an oil change. Stop in today or any day this week. Utah State Aggies taking on the University of Wyoming on Saturday, 7.45 kick time. FS1, but mm, probably more likely going to start on FS2. Yeah, I know. I didn't know what to put in my preview because I usually put you know the broadcast info. And I started FS2, then it was like FS1, then it was like FS2. What, what do I put? Maybe both, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard because all these broadcast things like, all right, is it this one? Is it this one? You think it would be straightforward, but well, they that, put they that put time of the day. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, I was like, you know, I, I looked at what Utah State said when they put out their release. They say what it's going to be on. It's like it says Fox Sports Two. I guess, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, with uh, let's get back to Bishop Davenport. 
this uh, guy that hardly anybody knew m- much about until he showed up on the scene to take a, a snap right before uh, the uh, the end of the first half, and then he was the guy for the second half for Utah State. And um, you know, true freshman, played good high school football in Texas, high-level high school football in Texas. Um, give credit to that coaching staff and to him for paying attention and, and knowing what's going on and being uh, aware of the discussions in the playbook. So he comes in and he's not total deer in the headlights. But uh, there's a chance that um, you know, he uh, doesn't know a lot of the playbook. I mean, we're halfway into the season and he doesn't quite know the playbook because he just hasn't had reps with the first team. And so this is going to be kind of a trimmed down of, uh, of plays that may be asked of him to try to execute on Saturday. Very little. I mean, he has not had team reps in quite a while. Now, he's been in meetings, and so there were a few game plan type things that were at least things he was aware of and knew what they were, but he not had any reps of any of those. So we were, we were, pretty, uh, we were pretty tight. We kept it to base stuff that he's had a lot of reps at in, in fall camp, um, tried to make sure that, that things that he would feel comfortable with. I thought he did a great job in, in terms of his reads on run, pass reads, his run-run reads, uh, just, um, again, protecting the ball is, is critical. That, that's, that's a dynamic, and I think they've got a really good front and were able to get to him a couple times, and he made good decisions. And so we will – there's a lot more we can do with him. He is very capable. He understands the system extremely well. But in the heat of the moment, we were extremely limited because he just hasn't had reps. It still blows my mind what he was able to come in and do and learning that this is a guy that really hasn't done very much in in fall camp, period. Yeah, like fall camp was the only time he had any real game reps or, well, like 11 on 11 reps. Because some coach was saying after the game, was like he'd run drills – Routes on air. That's what he'd been doing. And he, what he knew of the playbook was basically what he'd absorbed from being in the quarterback room. Uh, luckily, with this week of practice, he will be incorporated into all the actual, you know, I imagine these whatever 11-on-11 11 11 work they do, he'll do some of that. So his knowledge of the playbook will expand a little bit, and they'll probably be able to do a little more if he's the quarterback. So... It won't be the same as Colorado State, where they probably had like a small handful of plays they could run. But it will be a lot smaller than what maybe Lagaw can run, who's been in the you know system for basically almost two years now. That's true. Um, in fact, almost more like two and a half. Uh, but this is uh, you know we talked about the role of the running game, that offensive line creating a push, creating protections, giving him time, uh, doing their part. But it's also important for that Utah State defense, right? They're going to have to play a big role in, uh, like they did against Colorado State. Like I think we're praising Davenport and how he handled the situation, but the Utah State defense really is what saved the day in multiple situations being put in a disadvantaged point on, uh, spot on the field that they bowed up and played great defense and contained and didn't give up more than what could have happened and made a really ugly situation. 
And uh, Daniel Grishik talked a little bit about that on Monday, too, just how you know, if there are some struggles going on with the quarterback, not knowing who it is or bringing in somebody young or somebody new or inexperienced, it uh, just puts more pressure on the uh, on the defense, which he really doesn't mind. We don't really look like, as a defense, we don't really look too much. We just got to focus on what we got to do, you know. I feel like if we can stop Wyoming, hold them to, you feel me, no no, no point, no touchdowns, field goals at max, the offense is going to score points. So I'm not really too much worried about it. Our offense does a good job. Grishik's confident. I love that. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he came off, you know, really confident. He ended up being asked about his own confidence. That's like that's how confident he was. The reporter's like, oh, you seem really confident. Uh, tell me about that. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, he's, he's he's been like that all year. He's he's a very fun interview. He is fun. He is fun to talk to. Uh, so 435-339-0321. Uh, if you want to weigh in on Utah State prepping for Wyoming, uh, some of the bigger challenges ahead for USU. We'll continue to do some of the previews for it. Uh, key things to watch for. Uh, for uh, from Wyoming, some of the challenges that they present and uh, what the coaches and players are saying about them. We'll also give our own preview of the upcoming Mountain West men's basketball poll. We'll give our own preseason poll before the official one comes out tomorrow and talk about who the better teams could be, some of the surprising teams could be out of the Mountain West, and do something similar with the, uh, the NBA, as the NBA season tips off tonight, Utah Jazz have their season opener tomorrow. But uh, we'll also look at some of the better teams and maybe some dark horse teams to uh, be on the lookout for uh, for the upcoming NBA season. 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. Has inflation got you down? This is Zach with HSA Depot. Did you know you can save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings and flex spending accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your health care by providing HSA and FSA eligible products, taking the guesswork out of the process. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. A couple of your texts coming through on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. This is from 5879. It says, UConn beat Fresno, and then Fresno beat San Jose State. We've had San Jose State's number in years past. I'd say considering all that, we beat San Jose State. So really, this Wyoming game is so huge. Also, Air Force is favored to beat Boise. Another thought, I've been watching ESPN's FPI for the Wyoming game, and after the UConn game, it gave us a 57% chance of winning, but has steadily dropped and now only gives us a 33% chance of winning. Thoughts? That 33% chance has held pretty steady for the last week and a half between Utah State and Wyoming, and I, look, Utah, we don't know who Utah State's quarterback's going to be. We're already drawn pretty deep in the well, and for situational stuff, I mean, it's, it's worked out, but in a full game where you have to go with your fourth-string quarterback, can he win a game for you on the road, hostile territory against a tough defensive front, against a team that, ha- that leads the league in, in interceptions? I can I can see why Wyoming would still be favored in this game. I'm I don't know that 67% chance so, but I can still see why Wyoming would be favored in this game. I don't know, 67% isn't 67% isn't too far off where I'd maybe put it. Um cuz you know, if I was picking, I'd very seriously consider Wyoming. You know, with all the stuff that's going on. If Utah State were healthy at quarterback, then I'd be a little more close to this being a 50-50 you know, kind of toss-up. But without certainty at quarterback, if there's not a solid presence at quarterback, Utah State's in trouble because they're going to have to suddenly get a hero performance from you know, maybe a true freshman. If it's Levi back there, we've seen Levi pull off hero you know, games before, so it's at least a little more possible. But Levi can be pretty inconsistent. So it's just, with the uncertainty at quarterback, Wyoming probably should be around, you know, that, that two-thirds chance to win. The current line has Wyoming by four and a half. Uh, Air Force, by the way, since that was referenced, they're favored by three and a half. We should all be cheering for Air Force Saturday at 5 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, got to got cheer for Air Force. But, yeah, Wyoming by 4.5, uh, not totally surprised. Um, you know, 41.5 over-under, so predicting kind of a lower-scoring game, which also not totally surprising. But, I mean, this is this is a really big game. Uh, I don't think that can be overstated. Because of the implications for bowl eligibility and being on top of the Mountain Division. Yeah, and the thing is, as we keep going, we're going to say this is like the biggest game of the year. Because Air Force, you know, that was like one of the biggest games of the year. Colorado State maybe weren't quite saying the same thing. Um, but it was still huge because at this point, the chase for bowl eligibility and especially Mountain West title contention, there's no more room for error. You lost that when you started one and four. So at this point, it's like it's kind of like the playoffs in a way, where you lose and you're out. 
Uh, obviously, we're still going to play no matter how many games Utah State loses and until maybe they reach like seven because that's <laughs> how many games are left or six or whatever. Um, but yeah, like once they lose, that pretty much ends Mountain West title contention. Most likely there's still mathematically possible ways. But with the way Boise State's playing, you can hardly afford to lose two. Yeah. Bull eligibility, there's a bit of wiggle room. At this point, they need three more wins, and they have five games. So, again, theoretically, there is some wiggle room still, but not much, especially against Wyoming, who's going to be one of the easier teams left on your schedule. Where you've got San Jose State and Boise State, so those are going to be a bit tough. So now I'm trying to remember. You and I, we were we were swapped on how we felt this road trip was going to work out, this two-game road swing for Utah State. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which one I picked was a win and which one you picked was the win. So I picked that uh, Utah State would lose to Colorado State and beat Wyoming, and you had it the other way around. And I had it the other way around. You had them losing to Wyoming here and beating Colorado State, which I severely overestimated Colorado State's uh, competence. Because my thoughts were, Utah State's going to lose one of these games. They struggle on the road against both of these teams, and they're playing them on the road back-to-back. Yeah. So I just kind of had to think, which team do I think is better? And I chose the wrong one. So my prediction, in a way, will hold, but I was also wrong. Well, I hope I'm wrong yeah. on the second half <laughs> That'd of be mine. Nice. That'd be really nice. <laughs> then we'll, we'll, split, we'll split the difference. Uh, 8798 texting in. Bold prediction. Bishop Davenport is going to ball out, and we're going to come home with a dub. The That's guy shows he's got a nice arm. He's mobile. That was interesting listening to him in the postgame, how he started out just as a runner and then developed the passing game later. Um, but guy's got a cannon. Um, but, um, yeah, if he can – I mean, that, that's the risk. If he tries to do too much, then he's going up against an experienced Wyoming defense that knows how to you know, take the ball away and um, could, be, could, could put himself and the team in some tough situations if he's not careful. Yeah, he wasn't put in tough situations. He was throwing a lot of easy routes. Uh, easy throws, you know, a lot of hitch routes, a couple slants, and he was hauling balls deep, which is, I mean, it, it's an easy throw to not have intercepted, <laughs> you know, throwing those long ones down the sideline. Um, can you just overthrow them a little bit, and then you'll never get picked off. Um, overthrow into the sideline, not down the field, because that's where you get picked off. Um It'll be interesting because usually when you have a new quarterback come in the middle of a game, it can be a, in a weird way an advantage for you because the other team doesn't necessarily know what's going on. They don't understand the, the tendencies and and there can be some differences. But and and sometimes you know the blood's just running hot, you know, for the youngster and he's not even thinking what he's doing, and he just kind of gets some beginner's luck and he, and he's not overthinking things. Now full week of prep and everything, and suddenly. You know, you know, it has to play an entire game. You know, and, and trying to follow a game plan, there's a lot of room to suddenly make a lot of mistakes, huge mistakes that he didn't make against Colorado State and against a, a, a more opportune defense. You know, we we've seen how bad reads from the quarterback have lost games for Utah State, lost it at Weber State, lost it against UNLV, just consistently bad reads. 
And Cooper Lega had a few bad reads against BYU. And I know Davenport, he's only had like nine pass attempts. He hasn't had a chance to make a mistake, but he's, if he suddenly has to come out there and throw it 20 times, um, maybe even 25 if things are going kind of iffy and they're down, that just opens up the door for him to make freshman mistakes, not see a linebacker, you know, overthrow a ball in, in to the safety or whatnot. It's just like, you know, we, we liked what we saw out of Davenport in limited time, but over a full game sample size, there's a lot that can go wrong. Yeah, it's true. Uh, 5879 texting in. What do you guys think about the UTEP beating Boise? That was hilarious. That was awesome. Uh, in a lot of ways, that was like Utah State's loss to Weber State. It was a bottom-of-the-barrel moment um, for that team. They had a change in quarterback. They've had a change in offensive coordinator. They've been a different team since then. Um, Utah State didn't make such drastic changes. I mean, ultimately, some changes did make were made because of it due to injury. But Utah State has been rebounding after that game, um, kind of similar to what Boise State did in the, after their loss to UTEP. Yeah, so it is interesting. You know, teams can change in the middle of the season. It happens. We, we've had this conversation about Utah State where, you know, some teams, they flip it around. Other teams do not. And right now, Boise and Utah State looking like they're flipping things around after a rough start. Obviously, Boise's was less rough in terms of the win column. They did have that one loss, but they weren't like one and four like Utah State was. Yeah. But to Boise State fans, it probably felt like they were one and four. <laughs> the way they were acting and the way the sky was falling on that ugly blue turf. Yes. Uh, well, that game was at UTEP. Yeah. That's but, what made it equally yeah. bad is that they're losing at, at UTEP, a place like that. Uh, seven nine nine four. Uh, in my opinion, this game revolves around the defense. USU needs to hold them to 17 points or less. Yeah, and I think that's that's fair. That's I feel like that's solid analysis there. Just uh, it, It'll be hard to see Utah State scoring much more than 17. They only scored 17 against Colorado State, who's a, probably a worse defense in, in some ways. So the defense is going to have to pull a lot of extra weight. Yeah, this is this is Wyoming's scoring output so far this season and it's all over the place. 6 points at Illinois, 40 points at home against Tulsa, 33 at home against Northern Colorado, 17 in a win against Air Force, 24 on the road at BYU, 16 at home against San Jose in a loss, and then 27 uh, on the road at New Mexico. So they're kind of all over the place. Yeah, there's there's some real inconsistency in this team, and so you just got to see if you can find, you know, catch Wyoming on a bit of a downswing. And if you do, then you might come out with a win. All that matters is that you're better than Wyoming this week. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's true. More on that, uh, more of your texts, more of your reactions. We'll also get into the stat that blew our minds, our player of the week, our preseason Mountain West men's basketball poll. We'll do that, give our own thoughts about the predicted order of finish in the Mountain West. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. 
Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence, and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or or an electrician. Contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. My name is Chris Hammond. My wife really appreciates a clean home, especially with three kids and two dogs. So when it comes to our carpets being cleaned, I always go to Daryl from Chem Drive Northern Utah. His team is quick, on time, and precise. They do a great job of making sure our home and our carpets are clean. Thank you, Chem Dry of Northern Utah. Chem Dry of Northern Utah. Chem Dry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. I believe in him. I'm riding, I'm, I'm riding with Bishop. I'm riding with Bishop. If Coop come back, Levi come back, I'm riding with any quarterback we got. They prepared. They've been here. Bishop just got here in June, but... They all look they all look good to me. So I'm riding with them. Daniel Grishik, he's riding with whomever his quarterback's gonna be. Showing support for Bishop Davenport or Cooper or Levi. Uh it's good. Look, you can tell this team there's a different air about this team these last few weeks compared to where things were about a month ago. Uh it's exciting, it's fun. Big challenge ahead of them this week against Wyoming on the road, 435-339-0321. If you want to weigh in, your thoughts as we preview the matchups. 5879 says, if we get Coop back, we'll score 30-plus and win. Mark my words. I'll go ahead and write that down. <laughs> Marked. Noted. Now, we were talking about um, you know, uh, this Wyoming team uh, offensively, they're a bit erratic, but they're also kind of been er- erratic with uh, defensively with what they give up week to week. Yeah, it, it is kind of insane where they give up, you know, 475, 520, 521 yards their first couple of weeks against Illinois and Tulsa. Only give up a buck 47, granted those to Northern Colorado, you know, I think FCS. Right. Um, but then they only give up 272 to Wyoming, completely shut down, like actually shut down. 
Air Force's, you know, triple option with like which like nobody does. Everybody just kind of contains it and then beats them. Wyoming just straight up shut it down. Then they go back to giving up 525 yards to BYU, 456 to San Jose State, and then a pretty good, you know, only 319 to New Mexico. So, you know, their their defensive yards per game is just that jagged chart that's just like it's like somebody having a heart attack? <laughs> is that what it is? It's uh yeah, it's crazy. The the peaks and valleys for that Wyoming team offensively, defensively. Earlier in the year, I mean, there was a lot of criticism. Was Andrew Peasley, was he the right guy? And Craig Bowl got emotional after you know, there was a, a a decent performance by Peasley. I won't say it was a great performance because I don't know that he's had a great performance this year. But um, he had a, a decent performance, helped them win some games. And uh, Craig Bull got emotional in support of his quarterback. So there's there's been a lot of quarterback controversy in this uh, mountain division so far this year between Boise State, Utah State, Wyoming. Yeah, Colorado State's had some, too, with injuries and different people coming in and out. You know, Craig Bull getting emotional of his quarterback. You know, quarterback university here. We're the ones who had Josh Allen. You know, they were really pounding that in the recruiting. It's like, we, Josh Allen came here, therefore we make quarterbacks. That was such a fluke. <laughs> kind of was. Um, yeah, you know, Peasley, the, the one he got emotional after was, Peasley had a solid 20 for 30, 256 yards, and a couple touchdowns through the air, which is probably his second best passing game of his career. I think he did a little better against New Mexico in 2020 with Utah State. But overall, Peasley's averaging like 143 through the air. He has like 250-something rushing yards. Doesn't have any rushing touchdowns. So he's doing okay. Yeah. But, of course, when I say that, he's now going to rush for 278 yards (laughs) against Utah State. Yeah, just our luck. He'll run rough shot. Yeah, like he'll double his rushing output in one game. Because why not? It's like when the Jazz, whenever the Jazz played a point guard, that point guard then had their career high. Didn't matter who it was. Washed up Derrick Rose, have a 50-point game. Utah, good for what ails you. Yeah. J.J. Barea, go off, man. (laughs) Have yourself a day. Random backup for the Knicks on Jalen Brunson for the Mavericks. Get yourself a $100 million contract because you happen to play the Jazz in the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, coming up next hour, we'll get into the Mountain West men's basketball preseason poll, at least our version of it. The NBA season tips off tonight. Some thoughts on that. A stat that blew our mind and our player of the week. It's all ahead. But remember, the uh, Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment is going to be coming up here in about a minute. And uh, it's sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Our friends at Napa Auto Parts remind you to get yourself ready for winter and colder temperatures. Because, look, this weekend it's going to get cold. The cold weather's coming through Saturday night into Sunday, so make sure you're prepared. Like, uh, get yourself a heat storm tradesman infrared heater to instantly warm up you and your surrounding objects. They have portable units and wall mount units available. Great for your shop, your garage, or anywhere. Uh, It's all in stock at your five locally owned Preston of Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, and they sponsor Dan Patrick Above the Noise. Uh, Coming up next hour... Uh, we'll also run another reminder about what our coverage is going to be looking like this week of high school playoffs covering girls soccer and, uh, and region 11 football. So we have football and we have football 
football that we're going to be broadcasting live here on The Fan and a variety of other stations as uh, we get through Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Again, reminders on that coming up next hour here on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Denver Broncos have a lot of issues. Russell Wilson is banged up. Coach Nathaniel Hackett continues to make questionable decisions, and the team has lost its running game, including star running back Javante Williams to an ACL. That made this season tougher for the Broncos, but those aren't Denver's only issues. The Broncos do have talent, but they continue to be their own worst enemy. Go back to week one. Poor clock management forced Denver to attempt a 64-yard field goal against Seattle. The team Monday night matchup against the Chargers no different. Denver was up 14-3 at the end of the first quarter, but it allowed L.A. to hang around, and once the Chargers made the game interesting, Denver crumbled. The Broncos came into the season with actual Super Bowl aspirations. The team has been hampered with injuries, but the self-inflicted wounds aren't helping either. And until the team can find a way to limit those mistakes, this disastrous season in Denver will only continue. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 